June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power the collaboration needed for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything, from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or two million, Atlassian software is built to help keep you connected and moving together as one. Tonight, an exclusive with Michael Jackson's daughter. I started calling myself a musician. Haven't picked up a six string. A rare look inside Paris's private world and the pressure to follow in her dad's footsteps. This is what I was born to do. Then, is this the future of concerts? The drive-in concert is on. How Garth Brooks is about to make history. Do what we did as kids, just sneak as many people in the car as you can. Plus, our sneak peek at this weekend's big award shows. I get to host the show, and I don't gotta do a red carpet. And Taylor, Katie, Brittany. Happy Pride Month. We're with the stars celebrating. E.T. starts now. Hello and welcome. Yesterday marked the 11th anniversary of Michael Jackson's tragic and untimely death. Well, tonight, only E.T. has Paris opening up about following in her famous father's footsteps. Haven't picked up a six-string in a long, long while. As a teenager, I wouldn't really allow myself to be a musician. What does your parents want to be? I'd do what you do. What stops you from going there? Pressure and shadows. Mm-hmm. Fear of living in shadow. Forget that I am a human. I was against letting the world in because it wasn't a choice. I wasn't ready then. I feel like I'm ready now. It is raw and intimate. Paris let cameras follow her around last year, and she opens up about her spirituality, her sexuality, and life with her boyfriend of two years, Gabriel Glenn, as they work on launching their music career together. Hello, everybody. We're the Soundflowers. 
I feel like we're the same level of damaged. Gabe understands the pain that I've gone through in my life. The six-part Facebook Watch docuseries Unfiltered Paris Jackson and Gabriel Glenn begin streaming Tuesday. We're told Paris is honest and transparent, getting candid about her struggles growing up as the daughter of the King of Pop. The whole pressure to follow in my dad's footsteps compared to him and scrutinized. It's still something that we have to work on. I played guitar and I sang and I wrote songs from a young age, but it wasn't until I met Gabe that I started calling myself a musician. I just need to get to a place where I don't really give a about how I sound and I'm just making sounds because they can come out, mm-hmm. I'd say. We all watched as Paris grew up. Come on, let me see you dance. She struggled with drugs, depression, and her father's death. I just wanted to say I love him so much. But along with her brothers, Paris seems to have finally made peace with it all. Parents coming through everything that you guys have done and now you've grown up, you're these young adults who are really handling the world. Family to me is a feeling and I don't really expect anyone else to understand besides this dude right here. Tell me about the dress and why this was the one for you to wear to the Met Gala. Because for the first time in my life, I feel like a princess. As for music, Paris and Gabe just released their first self-titled EP together. How does it compare to that of her famous family? We're told Paris is proud to be coming into our own sound. So glorious, how our hearts through us. I will love if my music connects with someone and helps in some way. The Jackson doing folk indie, not what they expect. Paris, we know to always expect the unexpected when it comes to the Jacksons. All right, in other news, Justin Bieber is fighting back. He is suing the two women who accused him of sexual assault for $10 million each. E.T. has the court papers that state in part, Bieber will not stand idly by while defendants attempt to get attention and fame for themselves by recklessly spreading malicious lies. Okay, on to Garth Brooks. He is performing for thousands tomorrow, but he's doing it safely because the thunder's gonna roll at a drive-in near you. Since the theme is drive-in, we're driving. You know, usually folks come out to see you and it's an emotional experience. But we don't get to go out and play for those people that bring you your life and your lungs full of air and stuff. But this is a chance to get to play. So, uh, you know, in our hardest times, Kevin, we always turn uh, to music. And this is this is one of those times. The drive-in concert is on. Garth's one-time concert event hits 300 drive-in theaters across the country with tickets set at 100 bucks per car. So what can fans expect from the show that was recorded live with Garth's band on a soundstage? I guess it starts at... Sundown? Yeah. I mean, how do you, it's, it's a drive-in theater, right? I was there watching the filming of this special show. To me, I think you're sitting in your car, it's going to feel very live to you because you really did tailor it to the drive-in crowd. I don't want to give anything away, but you might see a little bit of the stadium tour oh. Saturday night. This is a reason to get out of the house, but at the same time, you get to follow all the COVID rules from every individual state, and uh, you get to have fun and, and stay within the guidelines of... Uh, of um, social distancing. This isn't the first social distancing show during quarantine. Keith Urban played a thank you concert for frontline workers last month. Thank you so much and God bless the drive-ins. Come on. But what was it like for Garth to play without an audience? I have entertained so much that two in the morning I walk in and open the refrigerator and the light comes on, I see them. 
It's like. <laughs> yeah, we go to bed at night. Garth takes his cap off and waves to the crowd before he gets to bed. <laughs> I just love those two. Now, before you go to bed tonight, how about checking out some gold? The ladies of the talk are hosting the daytime Emmys, and the award show hits prime time on CBS. They picked you all to be the host of this year's daytime Emmys, which gets a hand clap from me. We got some great presenters, Gail King, Kelsey Bramble, Kelly Ripper, Ryan Seacrest, right. Michael Strahan, Kathy Lee Gifford, and the Cookie Monster. Check it I want to see the Cookie Monster. Wayne Brady joins the list of remote presenters, plus he's hoping to win another gold statuette. And the busy Let's Make a Deal host isn't stopping there. This Sunday, he's performing a tribute to Little Richard at the BET Awards. Little Richard just didn't sing a song. He created this art form that was born out of, it was a frenetic energy. He was extra before we knew the definition of, oh, you extra. Woo, honey, I did it. You were rehearsing and you posted it on Instagram and it just like, I was in my house going, eat, wait, eat. It's a little daunting. You're on an award show with all these amazing uh, black performers. Now let's get information. Beyonce has four nominations and will receive the Humanitarian Award. Lizzo's up for four awards and Drake leads the nominations with six. The show's host Amanda Seals told us she's not nervous. So I get to host the show and I don't got to do a red carpet. I don't got to talk to nobody. So I, I'm not tripping at all. I love innovation. I love creativity. And that's what this show really is like leaning into. Yeah. It's going to be a smorgasbord. You know, it's going to be a potpourri of uh, performances. But I think that's what speaks to black music, right? That the BT Awards is giving you all different flavors from gospel to soul to hip hop. Malik. This is a star Asante Black and Miles Brown from Blackish are both up for the Young Stars Award. It's a great category, right? You got Marseille, Miles, Storm. This really is like the foundation of the future. So it's good to see a category like this with you all in it. I wonder if what we're going to be doing in 10 years and looking back and like, hey, we're all nominated together, you know? Well, everyone is asking for change. Um, we're looking to younger generations. So what can your generation do? How do you use your voice to aid to the movement. I would want to be telling my generation to, to be open to learn about what's going on right now and to be open to learn about the past. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't want to have to, you know, be doing marches about this in, you know, in the future. Also nominated for a BT Award, Pose actor Billy Porter, who is celebrating Pride Month along with this star. To all my friends at the LGBTQ community, happy Pride Month. Britney Spears won't let anything get in the way of her special message for fans, not even her boyfriend. I love you so much it hurts. Happy Pride Month. Baby, be quiet! You know who's not keeping quiet? Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, and so many others helped raise awareness with the third ever Stonewall Day. The wish I have for my child is that she'll be happy and healthy and safe. It's the same wish every mother has for their kid. I'm here to listen, learn, and take action so that every wish can come true for every family. And Billy is reflecting on how far the LGBTQ plus community has come. You know, when I came out, when I came into the business, who I am, what I represent, my authenticity was not possible. Billy will be all over your screens this weekend. You can catch him as a guest star in the Twilight Zone on CBS All Access. And tonight, you and MJ are, are emceeing this pose-a-thon. Tell me about it. We just wanted to get the, the gang together and um, just engage with our fans and engage with the world and raise some money. This weekend, 
weekend, you're always also a part of Global Goal, Unite for the Future Concerts, a special on NBC, shining a light on the challenges of the homeless and poor in the time of coronavirus. The people who are dying at disproportionate rates are people of color and our government is doing nothing about it. Until we reach the understanding of that, nothing is gonna change. And in the music world, Billy's got a brand new song, Finally Ready. As gay men of a certain age, we lived through a time when our love didn't matter. It's an interesting feeling to um, have love and not even know how to respond to it or how to receive it. So I wrote this song and um, I'm really proud of it. As well, you should be, Billy. And up next, we've got a proud new mama. Are you okay? Yes. Rose Byrne on Kristen Wiig's Twin Surprise. Such lovely news. Then, the next true crime obsessions, how Patton Oswalt turned his late wife's book into a docu-series. It is part of the process of healing. And St. Elmo's Fire turns 35. We're quite a crowd. We're quite a crowd. Our time on set and what you never knew about the classic. Everything seems to evolve around drama. Hey, everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Kristen has joined the Mommy Club. She's got twins now. So lovely, such lovely news, and um, she's just such a delightful, nurturing person. That's Kristen Wiig's Bridesmaids co-star, Rose Byrne, talking about Kristen and fiance Abby Rothman's baby news. They had twins via surrogate. Kristen and Rose have stayed friends ever since they played bitter rivals in the 2011 comedy. Doesn't feel like it was that long ago. It was one of those seminal points in your life of doing a really special project, not knowing it was, it was going to be so beloved and such a success. It's good to see you. Yeah. You look fat. <laughs> Rose brings the same raunchy laughs to her new political comedy, Irresistible, starring Steve Carell. Tell me that you only had to do one take of licking his face. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first scene. No, I had to do heaps because I was I just so nervous and I had to sort of just dive right in. Rose and Steve play political spin doctors and rivals in the comedy that streams on demand today. Oh, I hate her so much. No worries, I'm in politics. I'm already dead inside. Why did you have Steve on the brain for this project? I love him. And cut. Former Daily Show host Jon Stewart directs and it's a script he wrote just for Steve. Whenever you're creating a character that you feel like needs to be palatable, but may be doing some unpalatable things, he's someone that can create that in really interesting ways. No, that's a lie. Yeah, working with Steve must have been a dream for Jon Stewart, but imagine trying to wrangle Rob Lowe and Demi Moore in all their Brat Pack glory. St. Elmo's Fire stars 35 years later, our Friday flashback with the cast and those 80s styles. I look back on it and, and laugh at the hair moose. This is your life, Rob, you know? Then comedian Patton Oswalt's real-life true crime tragedy turned into a docu-series. I was in search of a man who was attacking women and girls. How he's fulfilling his late wife's dream. There were moments that weren't easy.
welcome back. Patton Oswalt's new docuseries was the truest labor of love imaginable, and that's because his wife Michelle died while writing the book it was based on, but nothing could stop Patton from fulfilling Michelle's dream. Patton Oswalt sitting here with the lovely and intelligent Michelle McNamara, my wife. What drives me is the need to put a face on a unknown killer. When someone you care about, you know, passes without finishing a, a task that meant a lot to them, you want to see that through for them. You know, it is, I mean, not to sound cliche, it is part of the process of healing. After my husband and daughter fell asleep, I hunted the killer with my laptop. Hours of podcasts, diaries, and even Patton's personal home movies are woven throughout the six-part HBO docuseries based on Michelle's best-selling book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. It details her obsession with finding the serial rapist and murderer she dubbed the Golden State Killer. Why do the two of you think that this was a case that Michelle was so just entrenched in? I would guess this is just my guess, but the fact that there were so many victims and it went on for so long that, um, you know, there was so much evidence and yet it wasn't solved. She was doing two things at once. She was writing a book and she was trying to solve a case. It was a little rough at, at times, uh, but again, this was, I knew that I was too personally connected. What was it about the two of you that worked so well together? It's hard to put it into words when you just, when you meet people that kind of fill in your empty spaces, I guess. Love isn't usually drama. Love is actually, real love is lack of drama or, you know, taking care of the drama and adjusting it. And he may say there's no drama, but they have a pretty good origin story. It's a pretty fun ride to go on. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, their yeah. love story is, 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 is pretty charming. Patton and Michelle were married for 10 years when she died suddenly in 2016, leaving behind their daughter, Alice. Patton has since remarried, and the Golden State Killer was caught in 2018, nearly two years to the day after Michelle's death. What do you hope her legacy I hope her legacy is whoever the next Michelle McNamara turns out to be, someone else who decides to take up citizen sleuthing and takes it to whatever the next level is, the way that she took what she was doing to the next level. I hope that that's her legacy. Did you know that Patton was a huge fan of Rob Lowe's? It's true. He gave him a huge shout out for Rob's portrayal of Dr. Jack Starts in Matt Damon's Liberace movie. And Rob was really great in that, but we prefer him as the sexiest saxophonist ever. <laughs> of course, I am talking about St. Elmo's Fire, which turns 35 on Sunday. We're quite a crowd. We're quite a crowd. It's like a life achievement or this is your life, Rob, you know? Is so comfortable with them already. I feel like Emilio and Jed are brothers to me in a lot of ways. I look back on it and, and laugh at the hair mousse and, um, and, and the styles. That feels like yesterday. We're getting to that age, <laughs> I tell ya. Hard to believe Rob is 56 now and just 20 when he made the film about life after college. Back in 1984, he was already a heartthrob. I think I'm in touch with that emotion. They put us at this hotel right in front of all these bars. I don't know why, you know, if they want us to work, it's strange. But um, we've been doing a lot of uh, exercising the old elbow, you know. Hey, take your hands off my wife. The film stars were dubbed the Brat Pack. Why? A magazine writer at the time thought the young actors were too rich, too entitled, and too arrogant. You know, it gets to the point where they uh, love their own jokes so much that, uh, and they're so bad that we end up having to laugh anyway. 
Demi's 57 now, but was 21 at the time. Thank God it's payday. And can you believe she almost didn't make the movie? Demi was in rehab just two weeks before shooting started. We're all playing extensions of ourselves that are, are real inward, inward places that we've probably not yet looked at. Honey, open the door, it's so cold. Drama, it's, everything seems to evolve around drama all the time. Sex isn't love. It's, it's fun, because you know, a bunch of us are together a lot, so it's fun, and uh, it's kind of draining, actually, because there are so many people to... <laughs> Andrew's a big-time TV director now. Back then, he was just having fun on set with Emilio. Tired of that. If somebody's dropping their shorts, I knew it! <laughs> Put that camera around. Let's prove this. This is really happening. <laughs> what you probably didn't know, Mayor Winningham was pregnant with her third child. Her bump was hidden under baggy clothes. Also, Georgetown University wouldn't let them shoot the graduation scene on campus because they thought the script was too racy. So the University of Maryland filled in instead. If you get the whole cast together in caps and gowns, then we can yeah. do that shot. Sadly, director Joel Schumacher passed away from cancer on Monday, but his legacy in film will live on. St. Elmo's Fire was only my third film. I had no idea when we wrote it that it would ever get made. It was a great time. It was a great time to be alive, and the 80s were fun, what I can remember of them. And uh, I'm glad that the movie still exists. <laughs> and of course, Joel went on to direct The Lost Boys and two Batman movies, just to name a few. Now, Nicole Kidman expressed her heartbreak over the loss, but when we come back, some good news. How Nicole is celebrating her anniversary with Keith Urban. Hey, everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Okay, before we go, a shout-out to Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban. They are celebrating 14 years of wedded bliss. Nicole marked the occasion yesterday by posting this sweet photo with the message, Happy Anniversary. Keith returned the sentiment with a jump for joy, adding, 14 years and I feel like your boyfriend in all the right ways. Well, Monday, we are actually going to look back at Nicole's Days of Thunder. Yes, I am involved with Tom Cruise, yes. I bet a lot of you had forgotten about that. We are going to celebrate the 30th anniversary with a great flashback on Monday. See you then. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. So you're always on the go. Now you can take the CBS Mornings with you and we want to go. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews on the CBS Mornings On The Go podcast. Listen to CBS Mornings On The Go ad-free on Wondery Plus.